usually, you know, particularly if I speak in a sanctuary, they put down a piece of plastic for me because I'm kind of like Shamu. I've got a splash zone. And, uh, you know, I have teased over the years my attorney friends that I say the only thing attorneys and I have in common is we both sling mud for a living. But during this political season, I think it's better to say politicians and I. But, uh, oh, I tell you what, I, you know, I, would y'all just stop and, and let me pray for just a minute. It'll help me get a little bit more centered. Father, we just ask that you just send your spirit right now. And um, you just bless every word that I speak today, Lord God. That everything would be for you, Lord. We just say, come Holy Spirit. Amen. I want to start by uh, turning your attention to a couple of scriptures to kind of kind of bring us to to a point. And the first the first scripture is from Psalm uh, nineteen. Begins with the first verse, and it says, "The heavens are telling the glory of God, and the firmament proclaims His handiwork. Day to day pours forth speech, and night to night declares knowledge." There is no speech, nor are there words. Their voice is not heard. And his voice goes out to the end of the world. And then in Romans, the first chapter, the 19th verse, says, What can be known about God is plain to them. For since the creation of the world, his invisible Power and deity have been clearly perceived in the things that have been made. So we can look at God's creation and see who He is. We can see who we are and we can learn from that. And that's what we're going to do today. We're going to look at dust. The very thing that Scripture says we're made of. Dust. You know, right there in Genesis it says, God formed man from the dust of the earth. And in fact, the words that are used to describe that are the same words that talk about the potter working with the clay on the wheel. So the picture is, is God is like this potter forming man from the dust. Now it's dust with water in it. Because if you read a verse or two before, it says a mist went out over the face of the earth. So it's mud. So this is mud show. Is what it is. I want to talk to you about mud, and I'm going to learn about who we are and who God is. The next scripture I want to point your attention to is where God uses that image. And he says to Jeremiah, he says, Jerry, I want you to go down to the potter's house, and there I will show you my word. So Jeremiah goes down to the potter's house. And he says... He watches the potter working, and he's making a pot, and he says, And the vessel that he made of clay was marred in the potter's hands. So he made it again into another vessel, as it seemed good to the potter to make. Then the word of the Lord came to me, O house of Israel, can I not do with you as this potter? 
says the Lord, look, as the clay is in, in the potter's hand, so you are in my hand, O house of Israel. Now, I want to I show you. I want to show you what Jeremiah saw. point out to you that there's a unique relationship between this water and the clay. And when water is poured into the clay, that this electrical charge is set off so that the clay can become plastic and moldable. But this is what Jeremiah saw. what you're thinking. You're thinking, hey, this guy's good. Remember what it says? It says the potter didn't like what he made. And he took it and he messed it up. And he started over. I want to go back through those steps. And I want to talk about them because I think there's some lessons there for us. first step in that process is that the clay has to be centered and that's that's not centered That's centered. Can you see that pretty well? It's not moving. It's not doing that. You and I have to be centered. We have to take time in prayer. We have to take time in Scripture. We have to take time to come to worship. We have to take time to be in relationship with each other. Those are all ways that we can contribute to the process of being centered. And that's how we allow God's hand on our life. And you notice if I, when I'm centering, and you, you can't tell it, but I want to show you something. That it's a, it's a strong and a gentle process. That I put a lot of pressure, but then I let off gently. If I don't, then it's out of center again. So I have to constantly be 
working with the clay, applying just the right amount of pressure. And that's how God works with us. So he applies some pressure, gently works, gently lets off. But that's not enough, is it? It's not enough just to be centered. We have to be open. We have to say, yes, yes, Lord. We can be centered, but then we have to be open to allow God to work with us. Now, the next step in that process is that a thick piece of clay is pulled through a narrow space. Y'all ever have that happen in your life? You ever pull through a narrow space? I've got some children that have pulled me through a narrow space over the years. And you know what? God uses me to pull them right back. To bring them up. To bring about growth. To help call them to change. To be the type of people He wants them to be. And that's the beginning of the shaping process. And what happens during that shaping process is that there's a balance that goes on. There's a balance between what goes on on the inside and what goes on on the outside. And you have to have both of those things. If I have too much going on on the outside... Things can get out of hand. I shape this piece just by working the inside a little bit. But if I don't have anything going on on the inside and I try to shape it on the outside, and Michael wants me to let this go all the way, and it'll end up on Daryl's guitar. So Daryl doesn't want me to do it. Y'all ever, y'all ever have that happen? Where you got too much going on out here and not enough going on in here? And you get your life gets out of hand. My life's been like that way for about three weeks now. <laughs> you know, I've got too much going on at an open house and you know, all these different things. My wife left for Helsinki yesterday, so you know, it's just kind of crazy. And I have to take time. I have to take time to stop and let God work the inside. Because it keeps it keeps what's going on on the outside in perspective. I know, maybe you're thinking, is he ever going to keep one of those things? There's some other things I want to show you. All right, now what are the steps? Centered, open, shape. Pull, pull to the narrow space. I think you can use those steps to see where you are and see what God's doing in your life. I want to make a couple of different pieces here and talk about them with you. And you'll notice something about them as as I shape them.
It's called throwing on the hump is what that's called. Don't tell me I don't know how to make a mess. You notice with that, with those two pieces, and with any piece that I make, that it's made for a purpose. It's made for a reason that it that the form follows the function. Just like God's made us. For a purpose, that He's made us for a reason. And the other thing about that is, I could throw the same shape over and over with the same amount of clay, and each one's going to be a little bit different. You know, maybe a little taller, maybe a little wider, maybe a little thicker, maybe a little thinner. Each one's unique. You and I are made for a purpose. We're made for a reason. Ultimately, that reason is to serve God. Whether it's holding and sharing, whether it's pouring out, ultimately we're just this earthen vessel, just this pot. And the treasure's held inside. And Paul states that. We have this treasure in earthen vessels. Look around the room for a minute and see, is there anybody else here that's exactly like you? No. When you look anywhere in creation, do you see anything that's exactly alike? Everything's a little bit different. That speaks to me about God's love for us and how that He made each one of us unique made each one of us with individual gifts and abilities that we can come and share in the body. Sometimes it's hard to figure out what that is, and we struggle for that. And, you know, I'm often, you know, particularly growing up, well, why didn't God make me this way? Or why didn't he do this? Why couldn't I be a little taller? Why couldn't I be a little stronger? Why couldn't I be, you know, have hair? You know. Don't look at me like that, Trip. You know, it's my my brother in baldness back there. I can see the shine. <laughs> Blinded, but but God calls us to celebrate our individual gifts and our uniqueness, but only in the point of sharing. Only in the point 
of giving back. Because that is where we become complete. That's where we become fulfilled. I want to point out to you that these pieces, as they stand right now, are useless. It's not until they've gone through the fire. And I fired, this piece here was fired to about 2,400 degrees. And in that process, the clay is transformed. It literally becomes a new substance. A new creation is what Paul says. We go through the fire. First Peter, he says, well, you may be tested. Your faith may be tested by fire. But that's that transforming process that God takes us through. And John the Baptist speaks of it. And we, and we miss part of that statement. You know, he says, there is one who is coming after me whose sandal I am not worthy to untie. He will baptize you with the Spirit. And here's the part we miss. And with fire. Do you fuss about that when you're going through the fire? Do you go, But God's just bringing to you to a point of being useful. That's just part of the step. I tell you, I want you to do something with me this morning. Maybe yet you're at a point where you're just trying to get centered and you need God's hand a little bit more. Maybe you're at a point where you're opening up and you're trying to figure out where God wants you to be. Maybe you're being pulled through the narrow space. Maybe you're being shaped. Maybe you've got too much going on on the outside and not enough going on the inside. Maybe you're going through the fire. As the musicians come back up, I want you to hold out your hands. I want you to close your eyes. And I want you to think about where you are. And maybe all of that's going on at once. As they sing, I want you to open your hands, receptively hold them out and close your eyes. And let me pray for you and let's invite God to come and deal with you where you are. Come and anoint you where you are. To pour in that living water maybe and make you a little more plastic and moldable. Maybe you can retain more of the shape. You know, and there's a very exact point where that water needs to be. You get too much water and it gets sloppy. You get too little water and it gets stiff and hard. So we want just the right amount of water in your life. Will you do that with me now? You open up your hands. Father, we just come before you right now. We ask that you just pour out your spirit, that you that you anoint us, that you pour in that living water. And we seek to respond to you, Lord God. We seek, we seek your face. 
We seek your spirit in our lives. We seek to be your people. And just sit there quietly and let God speak to you. Thank mm-hmm. you.